Hey, it's Queen and Gabby here. Do you want to have a chat about law? Whether you are going for a walk or making dinner, then go have a listen to Let's Chat Law, the podcast. Woo! <laughs> Welcome to Let's Chat Law, the podcast. I am Gabrielle Coates, a fourth year M-Law student doing the bar course currently at Northumbria University. And today I am joined by Queenie Mann. Queenie, would you like to just introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Queenie. I'm a final year law student at the University of Success. Yeah, it's nice to be on this show. Thank you. Um, so this is obviously our very first episode, which is extremely exciting. Um, but we have a lot of fun-filled um, information to give you guys. So in this episode or podcast series, we'll be chatting about everything law-related um, from legal and commercial news. So together as a group, we can all brush up on our commercial updates all the way to learning about different routes to becoming a lawyer and what each stage is like. Um, we will be hearing from a variety of different guests. But today we are talking about Last Child Law and have we have invited the founder of Last Child Law, Hannah May, to speak to us about the journey for setting up this amazing initiative. Hannah May, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Would you like to introduce yourself, Hannah? Yeah, sure. So my name is Hannah May. Uh, I'm currently a trainee sister at a city law firm in London. So I actually only just started in September. So it's all very new. I currently sit in the labour and employment seat right now. So it's really interesting because it's a good mix of contentious and uh, transactional work. I previously did the GDL and the LPC. So I'm actually not a law student or a, a law graduate. And I was also able in my gap between my um, LPC and my training contract, I was able to do a pre-training contract secondment, uh, mainly because I couldn't go traveling as well. So uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a shame. But yes, I really do enjoy traveling, speaking languages. My undergraduate was French, Chinese and business. So um, yeah, I do, do love a bit of traveling when we're allowed to. I'm also a Chinese adoptee as well. So um, in my other free time when I'm not uh, running Let's Chat Law, I also help volunteer with some um, adoptee organizations. That's interesting. And tell us more about your journey into law specifically. So as I said before, I am a non-law um, graduate. So I studied yeah, French, Chinese and business at the University of Birmingham, where I had a great time. Uh, and I wasn't really that into law at the time. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But through a good mix of trial and error, um, I tried, you know, got work experience in uh, different industries like marketing and journalism and realized they weren't necessarily for me. Um, but to be extra sure, I decided instead of doing the GDL after graduation, I wanted to have some fun. So I went to Hong Kong to work for a year, which was really cool, in a startup, uh, which sounds a lot more exciting than it was. Uh, but that was in project management and marketing. So it gave me a really good set of transferable skills. Um, worked there for a year, then realized that actually, yes, I did want to do law. So I came back uh, to study the GDL and started applying for training contracts and vacation schemes. Um, and I was very lucky to get a vacation scheme um, in the Christmas holidays uh, of my GDL year and then got offered the training contract at my current law firm, which was amazing. Uh, but it obviously wasn't, you know, as straightforward as it might sound. Um, and yeah, after the, I got the offer, I completed the GDL, and then my law firm required me to do a fast track LPC. So I just uh, nipped in there before the SQE came in, which I'm quite personally quite grateful for. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I've started my training contract um, as of this month, which is really exciting. 
oh my God, I feel like I'm learning so much more about you than I actually already knew. Um, languages and volunteering is just amazing. So well done for that. Um, so obviously you said that you um, just decided to do law towards the end and you realised that was for you. So why did you decide that you wanted to be a solicitor? So I wanted to do law because I felt that from my previous work experiences, what I was, I, I, I figured out that I really liked, you know, working in small teams, um, international work, that, that was also challenging. Uh, but I found that in my previous work experience and the previous jobs I'd had, it, that was kind of lacking. So law sounded like the perfect opportunity to get all kind of those criterias in, in one role. And then to be honest, I did I did consider becoming a barrister, and I'm sure I think most uh, lawyers, whether whatever route, you always consider the other route, don't you? Um, but I just felt that becoming a solicitor really uh, suited my skill set and my personality. I'm very much a visual person, um, and yeah, uh, it just made so much more sense for me to become a solicitor. And from the work experience that I actually had uh, working in um, law firms. I really did, yeah, suit, suit my skill set, my personality, and I just really enjoyed it. So, yeah, I was set. Oh, that's amazing. Um, obviously, I'm for the other side, but <laughs> we're going to do that way. Um, so, obviously, recently we had our first birthday. So, yay. Well done. Let's chat more. Um, <laughs> and we did calling the caterpillar cakes and lots of exciting activities. Um, so can you tell us your favourite part of Let's Chat Law from like the beginning to now? What was your one favourite part that you like about it? Gosh, it's been such a long time uh, running it. I mean, it feels like a day has only gone by since um, I first met my co-founders and obviously met uh, new team members such as Gabby and obviously Queenie. Uh, but I think my favourite part, well, actually, can I pick two? Uh, my favourite part is, well, first favourite part of running Let's Chat Law has been definitely, obviously, meeting people online, but then actually being able to meet them in real life. Uh, I think, you know, connections... Um, especially in-person connections can make such a difference. And it's so nice to, uh, yeah, meet people that I've spoken to for the last year online or purely just, yeah, through Zoom or even Instagram. And then to meet everyone in real life is just, it's such a lovely feeling. And also it's quite funny just to see how tall everyone is. Uh, I'm really short. So that's also why people are always quite surprised by that. Um, and secondly, I think getting feedback from Let's Chat Law uh, members, who have attended our events or downloaded one of our resource guides, um, you know, positive feedback. Someone told us that um, they downloaded our interview guide and then they actually, it really helped them to get um, secure a job as a paralegal, which was really special. And as that was one of the first ever guides that we'd ever released, um, we were just all so ecstatic for, for this person. Um, and also it's just great to feel, you know, have that um, tangible impact. Uh, so yeah, those are my top two moments. I think it's so inspiring. I mean, for Last Shot Law, I'm just so curious about what made you started the idea of setting up the Last Shot Law. What inspired you to set up this amazing initiative? So it's a quite a long story, so I'll try and keep it short. But um, I always, you know, enjoyed like, volunteering for different societies and, you know, meeting new people. And when I came back to do my GDL, I actually volunteered with um, a commercial awareness website called Little Law, which is quite well known in the legal community. And um, I really enjoyed, you know, writing for them and uh, meeting new people. But I was always on the search for kind of like a community, which is how I actually ended up finding, um, finding the legal Instagram community, because I didn't really know any other um, GDL students and aspiring lawyers who were going for the kind of same 
kind of law firms that I wanted to go for or you know in London or city law firms um and you know commercial commercial ones as well um everyone that I was doing the GDL with didn't you know were going for different kind of law firms whether it's criminal or family etc so I didn't really know anyone who was going through the same thing so that's why I ended up on legal Instagram and then I just got talking to different people and everyone was so lovely so helpful and I think I just had a brainwave I think I remember actually well, it was, I had a brainwave, like late night, a late night brainwave, um, where I just put on like Instagram, you know, a little shout out um, saying, you know, if anyone wants to just, you know, have a chat, why don't we? Because um, it was, you know, it was towards the end of the first lockdown in, during COVID. Um, and yeah, I just thought it'd be quite nice just to chat. I, I love chatting, which is probably, as you can tell on, <laughs> on this podcast. Um, and I just, yeah, wanted to meet new people and like hear different experiences and also, you know, meet people that were uh, were from a similar background or going for you know had similar career aspirations so put something on Instagram stories and people were really interested in that and then my two co-founders who are currently either on hiatus because of personal reasons or have left uh, because of time difference unfortunately um, they re- both reached out to me uh, Rosalind and Juliet and just were like yeah we'd love to like you know sort organize something so we started off with Instagram group chats over the summer of 2020 and then when it got to September the start of the next academic year we were like let's up the ante and let's see what like you know how far this can go because it's great having Instagram group chats but really face-to-face connection is, is great too and even though it was on Zoom it's always nice to see everyone's faces and you know organize events that were not only regular because that's something we felt wasn't always lacking but also you know open to everyone and open um to you know silly questions you know honest experiences because I um from my personal experience of attending open days and networking events I always found it a little bit artificial and I didn't really enjoy you know trying to put on like an act almost to try and impress the most senior person in from x y or z law firm in that room um, I'm actually definitely an introvert, um, at, which is a bit bizarre because I love chatting to people, but I, I always find it quite exhausting, uh, you know, going to these networking events. And especially if I feel like I pressured to put on, you know, an act or like pretend to be super friendly and happy all the time, which hopefully I try and be, but, you know, not all the time. Um, I just found it so exhausting. So I wanted to create an environment where aspiring lawyers could ask questions, silly ones, you know, honest ones, uh, re- you know smart ones if, if you have any uh, because to be honest as a non-law student sometimes I was wondering wait what does a lawyer actually do and I kind of yeah wanted I was too scared you know at open days and formal events to ask that question because I didn't want to look silly um, but actually it's a very valid question and something that you know is it has a very uh, varied answer depending on who you ask uh, so yeah that's how Let's Chat Law started and now I think it's almost 36 events later um, yeah we're here on a podcast which is really cool because I've always wanted to try one of these how amazing is that I love that um especially to say how far we've become like come um especially from like normal events to now kind of doing in-person meetups and things like that first of all Hannah Mae how tall are you (laughs) what a question I'm really sure I'm just shy of five foot but if we round up I'm five foot so I'm, I'm actually very short sadly yeah, but now we're having to get used to wearing heels. So. <laughs> um, when we met up in person, I was like, I was so shocked. 
Um, I feel like I expected you to be really tall because I'm quite tall myself anyway. Um, and then we started walking. Obviously, Hannah Mae was sat down. We started walking and I realised how tall you, or, or how short you was. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to say something. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's heightest or um, if there's a specific word for that. But um, so obviously now we have recently just done a recruitment process, um, which is crazy to see how far we've come. Um, so can you tell us maybe a bit more about the current recruitment process and what's included in that now yeah so it's really exciting so we have some really cool plans for let's chat law for not only this uh, the rest of this year but also into 2022 obviously if you're listening to this podcast one of the plans is to launch a podcast uh the let's chat law let's chat law the podcast uh which is really exciting and yeah as i said it's something we've been wanting to do um yeah for a while now but we just never got around to doing it and didn't really have the skills so we have Gabby and Queenie on board which is really exciting and then something that's actually um, as we are speaking as we're recording at the end of September uh, something that's also just launched is the Buddy Up program so that's run by Beth who's the coordinator for for that um, a really cool initiative a program to link foreign lawyers and legal professionals in a way similar to mentoring but peer-to-peer so we're going to connect Aspiring Noise together who are at similar stages of their careers. So if you're a first year student, you can meet another first year student. Um, or if you're, you know, doing the GDL, you can connect with other GDL students um, and, you know, connect, chat. Um, if you need a study buddy, you can find someone to keep, um, keep you accountable, whether, you know, you might be at the same university or you might be different universities or different cities. But you can always, you know, log on for a Zoom, a Zoom call or whatever and um, study together if that's your thing. Or, like I said, uh, if you are a bit shy or not so comfortable or familiar yet with networking events, whether they're online or offline, you can find a friend for that. Or if you just want to chat with people like I did uh, a couple of years ago now um, and, you know, chat with people from similar backgrounds or, you know, with similar career aspirations, you can find that. I think COVID has really highlighted, especially lockdown, how easy it can be to be isolated especially at university and not have found your people um because everyone says university is the best time of your life and it can be for sure but it also helps if you find the right people and the right friends um to you know go on that journey with you and then last but not least the other thing uh the big thing that we're planning is we're obviously going to continue our events so that will hopefully be online and offline lockdown willing if that happens again fingers crossed it won't um and we're gonna also we also have a couple of ambassadors in different cities around the uk uh to help us organize in-person local events uh because while i am in london right now um you know lots of people aren't gabby's in the north queenie's in the south so uh, we want to also try and organize events um, outside of london and show that you know law isn't just a london city london city law firm how amazing is this project? And Hannah, I'm wondering, um, as you said, Let's Chat Law is like a community. And what are your vision and goals with Let's Chat Law and how far? Because we have gone through over a year. So could you tell us what are the goals and what do you want to see in the future for this project? Gosh, some of it is top secret. So if I told you, it'd have to kill you. But uh, no, I can share a little bit. Um, I think... Right now, our immediate goal, because we're rolling out so many different like programs and projects like the podcast, the Buddy Up program, and also the Ambassador program, uh, it's my first kind of priority is to get to the end of 2021 and everyone's still 
still with us, still happy and still enjoying being a part of Let's Chat Law. Uh, and also, yeah, seeing how um, the in-person local events go, especially as I can't obviously split myself into six and go to all different, all of the different events as much as I'd love to. Um, so that's kind of the first, the first goal, get to the end of 2021. But then um, hopefully, yeah, continue to organise more events uh, and also produce more resources that are useful for aspiring lawyers. Um, as I mentioned, we did have... Um, you know, resource guides, which hopefully we might have time to update with um, more information and, you know, expand. So we have like this Bible for, you know, interviews, commercial awareness and so on. Um, and obviously we also have the, the podcast as well. So that's another resource that I'd love to keep going. Um, and I don't think, you know, there are some really amazing legal podcasts out there, but I don't think that there's one like uh, there's a podcast similar to what we we are planning to do in the legal community or in the legal industry so I'm really excited for what this could become and um, yeah I guess thirdly just more partnerships and things like that so that will also involve you know kind of uh, formalizing Let's Chat Law as an official business or charity or whatever or social enterprise whatever it will end up being um, so hopefully with that you know formalization and you know solidifying of the team structure that we have right now uh, hopefully yeah there'll be more partnerships and more events come and maybe even a shop who knows <laughs> I'm really excited about the last cello uh, right now. And yeah, let's move on to, to talk about more about legal career aspirations. As Hannah Mae, you told us that you are a trainee solicitor. And actually, I'm also an aspiring solicitor. I, I really want to know how difficult it is to secure a training contract realistically and how important they the law firms look at the grades and uh, the recruitment process. Could you walk us through a bit about your tips or your insight about this? So, yeah, of course. Uh, to answer your first question, um, yeah, it is really difficult to secure a training contract. So for me, I guess my first interaction with law was in my second year. Um, I was considering law, but yeah, I definitely thought it was way too boring for me. I was like, no, no way. But I did apply to an open day at a, at a city law firm. And um, this law firm, who shall not be named, they had a, an amazing office. Um, I went to the open day. They're the ones with the swimming pool. So you can probably guess which one I'm talking about. And I was like, wow, law, this is this is swanky. This is really cool. Kind of like this lifestyle. Um, but obviously, um, I didn't really realize how difficult it would be. I sent off a couple more open days uh, applications and didn't get them. And I was like, oh, OK, this is actually this is actually serious. So that was in 2016, I think. Um, and then when I came back uh, in my, my final year of non-law uh, university, I was like trying to apply, didn't get through. And then that, that's what, what kind of spurred my decision to do to leave and go to Hong Kong because I thought I needed to kind of diversify my skills and, and get some real work experience, even if it wasn't legal work experience. So in total, it took me, I think, four application cycles to get a training contract. And to be honest, I think that's it's either the average or that's, um, you know, quite early because, you know, it's it's so hard and it's so competitive same with pupillages as I'm sure Gabby can testify uh for uh, attest to even uh, I can't speak uh, <laughs> same with pupillages it's it's so competitive and I think um the, the stat that is bandied about quite a lot which is true and and very I guess comforting for a lot of us very lawyers is the average age of qualification um for a sister is 29 years old uh I'm currently 25 so I'm kind of a little bit early so I'll be qualifying when I'm hopefully when I'm 27 so that's actually early um 
So yeah, the long story short, the answer is it's very difficult and um, it's not easy. So I think to any aspiring lawyers out there, definitely don't don't beat yourself up because it is definitely a challenge. The second part of the question was any tips for applying for training contracts and vacation schemes? Gosh, I have like, I could write a blog post. I could write a book about applying for training contracts. I think even though I just said how hard it is to secure a training contract, I think the earlier you start applying, for open days and vacation schemes the better because I think it's a skill that you definitely have to like develop and hone and yeah as I said on my open day my first open day I got in and I was like oh that was really easy I don't know how I got in but here I am it must be really easy to apply um, as a result and obviously it definitely wasn't so it took me like at least two years to kind of figure out what the best way was to you know how best to find my unique selling points, how best to answer the question, why law, why this law firm? And it was all experience, you know, at the start, I was definitely that person that cut and pasted, you know, law firm applications and definitely applied to law firms, for, you know, and submitted an application with the wrong name, like did it like at least five times, not good, very embarrassing. So don't do that. And also, if I can remember my second point, I also was the one that was applying at like 23.59 for a midnight, you know, deadline. So again, don't be that, don't be that person. Um, the, the earlier you can apply, so I usually now used to aim for a week before the deadline because most of the applications come in at, you know, in the last, the last two days before the deadline. So I think, yeah, the earlier you apply in terms of like in your general like legal career, the better because you'll just develop that experience, those skills. Even if you're only applying to open, you know, open days and things like that, that's fine. Obviously, don't stress yourself out too, too much if you're not sure about becoming a sister. But I just think, yeah, the more experience you can get, the better. Um, and then secondly, obviously, yeah, apply um, earlier before the deadline than, um, you know, two minutes before, like I used to do. Because even if they, the law firms don't apply, uh, don't, don't review applications on a rolling basis, they're still going to look at the applications that come in first, um, you know, when they, they, when they sift through them. So that's always good. And also, it just means you just don't stress at, you know, midnight thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to write write something in now and then if that well my third tip is yeah apply for the right law firms I definitely applied to the wrong law firms and I'm sure next month we'll be talking about this a lot more but um it took me a while for me to figure out what I wanted in a law firm you know in terms of work but also working culture um and you know what the office culture is like what kind of people I'd want to be working around um so I think again that also comes with experience so you know going to network networking events just like talking to people at that law firm will really help you to uh, understand what what you want uh, because you know interviews and applications they're also a two-way process you'll find out you'll discover and learn a lot more about a law firm or a, or a chambers through the application process if you progress through it. They always say that, don't they? That basically, when you go to interviews or you're applying, you're also applying for your fit. So to make sure that they're right for you, not only that you're right for them. Um. So you talked a lot about obviously, like it with your fourth application, and everyone goes through that. Um. So I applied for pupillage and didn't get it, and that's majority of people can say that it's very unlikely that you get pupillage or a training contract the first time round. Um. So that obviously builds up your resilience. But how would you recommend for other people? to kind of deal with rejection have you got any like top tips for us yeah gosh that's such a good question and it's such an important one to to have I think the my number one tip is don't take it personally obviously you know you might pull your heart and soul out into into an application for a law firm and you're like this is the one for me this is the law firm for me this is the one I've been waiting for and you might get rejected which sucks um so I think you know take you know obviously you know take a break you know take a deep breath 
whatever you know to keep yourself you know calm and just like relax and just take you know take some time for yourself but also don't take it personally because you know at the end of the day you're you know you're competing with so many other law students and aspiring lawyers that it might not be because you wrote x y or z in your application it just could be that you know the other another applicant has just that little bit more experience than you and actually you were a good candidate but you just need to go go away come back next year with a little bit more experience or a little bit more honing down on your reasons of why this law firm so I think yeah take a break don't take it personally and I also think just you know get a second opinion obviously once you've taken a break and you've not taken it personally just ask your relatives and things like that okay like what did you know what could I've done better I always got my mum to read uh, my applications, um, both my parents actually, because they weren't really in that kind of industry. They didn't really know any lawyers. They didn't actually even go to university. So they, they're not super clued up on like what recruitment stuff could, like, you know, what recruiters are really looking for. But they're also not lawyers as well. So if I was writing something and it didn't make sense to them, you know, it might not make sense to the person reviewing my application. So yeah, just taking, getting second opinions um, because people, you know, might be like, this is actually a good application, but you could have done this and this and this. And obviously when you get rejected, you usually do, you don't get feedback, which is quite annoying. So um, if you can get feedback from other people, whether they know about law or they don't, or whether it's your university career service, which is honestly, they're amazing. Uh, my university career service was fantastic uh really really great help and also helped me after graduation as well and you mentioned about networking what are the top tips of networking because I'm also an aspiring solicitor and it is quite difficult for me to get a gist of how to build the network with someone probably with less chat law or other platforms gosh I felt like I wrote uh so a post about this recently on my on my legal blog but um I'm just gonna try and remember what I wrote because I, I don't know if I can remember but um, I think for building your network as an aspiring lawyer I think don't neglect and this is obviously the whole point of how Let's Chat Law came about don't neglect your peers because I think so many people like get you know blinkers on and they're like oh, okay if I want to build my network I must network with like I must connect with all the partners at this this what this firm you know on LinkedIn and obviously yeah obviously that's great if you, if you do that but also you know that's also not the point um, so I think building your network of like your peers and aspiring lawyers to help you because it's not a competition. It shouldn't be. Obviously, it is a competition, but it shouldn't be so competitive and it shouldn't be, you know, it should still be like friendly competition where we help each other out, hopefully, uh, which is, you know, how the whole point and the idea of Let's Chat Law came about. Um, I think make sure you network with a purpose. So make sure if you are going to try and connect with a partner at X, X law firm, make sure you have a genuine reason because they get so many messages uh asking them hey like can I get experience or like why why are you still at this law firm so you know do your research and also you know make sure you have a genuine reason for connecting with this person even if it's you know <laughs> what I've done previously is I've listened to a podcast um by someone and I'm like oh, okay I'm gonna reach out to them and be like hey I listened to this podcast it's really interesting I really like this point blah blah blah, blah. um I mean, I, now I'm saying this, I'm going to get so many connections, aren't I, saying, I listen to your podcast, <laughs> that's Charlotte. Um, So uh, maybe, yeah, but it's a good tip. And obviously it makes people feel like, oh, they've actually done their research, you know, they actually have a genuine reason for connecting because it's, you just get so many messages, connection requests being like, hey, I just want to connect and ask you about your law firm. Can you tell me any tips for the training contract? And it's like, there are loads of tips already out there. Like, you know, make sure you're doing your research. And then if I can think of a third, so the first tip was, yeah, connect with your peers. Second tip was 
connect for a genuine reason. I'm trying to figure out if I could have another question, uh, another tip. I think when you go to networking events or if you're connecting with people online on LinkedIn, I think just remember that they're human. They're not just lawyers 24-7. It's really important, especially at networking events, not to just be peppering them with questions about, oh, so what did you like think about today's news story in the FT? Because they probably, you know, if it's a networking event and it's after work, they probably don't want to talk about that. Or they might have even been too busy to actually read about it. So just remember to ask people, you know, about how their day was or, you know, what their plans are for the weekend or, you know, if they've watched Love Island, I don't know if you're going to if you want to go there, but you could, um, you know, or, you know, that be, you know, that Netflix show or whatever. I think, yeah, remembering that they're human and that they have hobbies outside of law, hopefully, is always is always a good thing to remember. We all love um, Love Island. That's always a good conversation starter. <laughs> um, I agree with all that and especially the personal like being personal and giving them an actual reason why you're connecting with them I always love the um, connections where they're like oh we have similar networks and it's like oh okay thank you for that <laughs> it's always questionable um, and then definitely the being human and treating them like a human being I always remember this one barrister that spoke to me and she said I must have asked her something really random like oh what are you having for tea and just trying to make like a genuine conversation with her and she was like no one's ever asked me that <laughs> and she went oh you wouldn't imagine how many people just don't ask anything about me it's all about um the legal sphere so it doesn't actually um, make people interested in you at all when you're just constantly talking about law um so obviously before we mentioned about how we've recently expanded um the let's chat law team over summer and we we have like a load of different aspiring lawyers and legal professionals on board um and we talked about how like what different types of teams we have so do you want to just go into detail about the set teams Yes. So we recently expanded the Let's Chat Law team over the summer. So we've actually got, I think, a team of 10 or 11 people on board. So which is really super, which is really exciting. So um, hopefully all these like new projects and programs will be launching very soon. Um, Let's Chat Law is actually split into three smaller like sub teams. Uh, so there's the events team, marketing team and podcast team, which obviously I'm talking to you right now. Obviously, they kind of do what they say on the tin. The events team is actually has obviously our events coordinators plus Beth, the ambassador. I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi everyone, I hope you're well. My name is Beth Seng and I am Let's Chat Law's Buddy Up Programme Coordinator. So what is Buddy Up? Buddy Up is our new exciting programme which aims to bring together like-minded individuals with similar career ambitions who can provide support to one another. So it's unlike any other programme out there because Buddy Up is a match meeting programme where individuals are matched at similar stages of their careers. So this could be aspiring lawyers to students or even qualified lawyers. All we want to do is seek to bring people together. So as part of this programme, you could connect with other aspiring lawyers, be study buddies and motivate each other, find a networking friend for in-person or online events, or just meet aspiring lawyers with similar career ambitions. So we've just closed the first round of applications and we're excited to be hosting our icebreaker event on Sunday, the 3rd of October at 7pm. But if you miss this round, don't worry, we'll be opening again in the next month or so. So keep your eyes peeled on our social media um, and get involved in this exciting programme. Hi everyone, my name is Lucy and I'm the Ambassadors Coordinator for Let's Chat Law. So we've just recruited a team of ambassadors located in six different cities over the UK, which is really exciting. 
These cities are Newcastle, Manchester, London, Bristol, Birmingham and Exeter. So if you live in or near any of these areas, keep a lookout for our upcoming events hosted by our ambassadors. So myself and the team will be promoting, organising and hosting the upcoming in-person Let's Chat Law events, which will begin at the start of November. The first of these events is a more formal workshop covering the topic of why you, and it's a kind of personal masterclass in finding your USP as a future lawyer. So we're hoping this will be really helpful for those making applications to chambers and law firms this season. The second event is a Let's Chat Lunch, which is a more informal get-together for attendees to network and meet other like-minded aspiring lawyers, as this is something that we feel is really important following lockdown. We're really looking forward to getting started and we hope to see as many of you there as possible. Hello everyone, I'm Raga, one of the event coordinators for Let's Chat Law. I share my role with Trudy Yates. As part of the events team, we help plan and organize the sessions and lunch chats. Our first event this month will be an online Q&A workshop on the 11th of October from 7 to 8 p.m. on why law, finding your why and your law firm criteria. The second event, an online Let's Chat lunch, will be on the 22nd of October from 1 p.m. and you will be able to conversate with our speaker regarding their life as a lawyer. The team at Let's Chat Law looks forward to meeting all the attendees at these events and hope that they help you with your application cycle. Keep a lookout on our social media to be notified of who the speakers are and to sign up for the event. Don't forget to sign up as all our online events are first come first served. So final question here, what are the top three tips for aspiring lawyers uh, to start off this academic year? Yeah, so it's really exciting that hopefully um, lots of um, aspiring lawyers and um, you know, uh, law students or non-law students uh, are going back to university and hopefully it'll be in person so it'll be a lot more fun than it was last year. I think uh, my top three tips for aspiring lawyers are as follows. So number one, do your homework. So obviously stay on top of your work from the beginning because it just makes such a difference if you get into routine, have a schedule, you know, have know exactly what you have to do. I think one of the main things that really helped me, especially on the GDL and LPC, is planning ahead. So a lot of universities will actually send you like the schedule for the term of the year with all your modules and all your classes. So definitely put them in a calendar or print it out and, you know, just make sure you know what's coming up next, because that means that you'll be able to plan ahead in terms of workload and also, you know, job applications, but also you'll be able to plan ahead in terms of fun stuff like socials and things like that. So you can get those in the diary and hopefully, yeah, you'll be able to have a lot more fun. And also another kind of side note is also just trying to treat your university like studies as uh, as much as possible as like a Monday to Friday, like nine to five or nine to seven or whatever job. Uh, it's a lot easier said than done because I think students suffer with a lot of like study guilt when they're not studying or in the library. They're like, oh, I should be doing something else. So I think, yeah, if you get into a structure and you plan ahead, that can really help alleviate any any guilt that you might find. And then like I guess third and final tip is obviously just remember to take a break and get some rest, but also, you know, have some fun uh, when you can. Uh, I think definitely uh, as someone who's just started work and now has a set day, couple of days of annual leave, um, I definitely do miss the flexibility and obviously uh, of, you know, studying and being able to take a holiday uh, whenever I felt fancied. So, yeah, definitely enjoy the uni lifestyle while you still can. So, yeah, good luck to everyone that's starting. Thank you so much for that, Hannah. Um, uh, and thank you for all your top tips. 
and tricks that I'm probably going to try and implement a bit more this year and potentially plan ahead since I'm in fourth year. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for joining this episode and that is obviously it for today as it's a short snippet. Um, but stay tuned for our next Let's Chat Law episode um, where we'll be talking all things about why law. Um, so this is like what law firms are the best fit for you, how to answer that question, why law in your application. Don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Chat Law newsletter and join the Buddy Up programme that um, Hannah obviously mentioned, which applications reopen each month. And then also follow us online. We are on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Let's Chat Law. And if you want to listen to any specific topics or particular topics on the podcast, um, please don't hesitate to email myself and Queenie at Let's Chat Law at gmail.com um but thank you again guys for joining and thank you hannah May. it's been great speaking to you thank you